who did I take to my formal sophomore year? Cause I took Sam to my first one. Oh, then I like, didn't, I didn't go with someone because it was the one where we had to, what's it called? My tie where mm-hmm. like someone else gets a date for you. And I so that set, was me stupid. Up, set me up with Sean Lowe, who was like, actually like very hot. Wait, is that his name? Sean Lowe? Sean Lowe's the bachelor. <laughs> that's, I was going to say, that's a bachelor contestant. I don't know if they have the same name. Okay. In Wait, what dream not- did you <laughs> Yes, Cynthia went to Sci Fi Social Club. John Lowe cheated on his wife, Catherine. Catherine. Welcome everyone to our eighth installment of Hudson Honeys. I'm your co-host, Mike, and I'm joined by my co-host, Cynthia. Hello. Hi. And we also have a very interesting guest that we went to University of Richmond with. Interesting guest. She's, I would say (laughs) she's an interesting person. Um, Her name is Carly Horn. Hi, Carly. What an intro. Thank you, Mike. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited. This is long overdue. I hope. Yeah, I'm just excited to see your faces because now that we're like coming out of COVID and everyone's kind of a little bit more busy, I miss chatting with you guys. Mm -hmm. I listened to the podcast and I think we've caught up, but it was just totally one-sided because I was listening to you talk and (laughs) I had no actual involvement in the conversation. Oh, we didn't know what was going on with you, but now we're about to find out. Yeah, Carly. Hey, I'm excited. Maybe give like a little background about yourself. What are you up to? What are you doing? Um, Who are you? Okay. Um, (laughs) I live in Arlington, Virginia, right outside of DC. Um, DC area, as the Arlington folks like to say. Um, I work for a health insurance company, which is exactly what everyone grows up dreaming that they'll do when they graduate college. Um, I am living with some friends in the area and having a good time and hoping to have a much better 2021 and 2021 summer than I did in 2020. Aren't we all? quick relationship status. Are you seeing anyone? Are you single? I am. I do have a boyfriend. His name is Brad. We just spent the weekend with some friends of mine for Memorial Day weekend. Um, We've been together for about a year. We met a little bit before COVID. So a little bit of a COVID romance. Okay. I think you'll tell more about it. Yeah. Can you tell? Oh yeah. Wait, that'll be yeah, for a question later, because you guys have a funny meeting story. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just want to quickly say, for anyone listening, Carly is actually, like, a certified honey. So, like, Mike and I are the honeys, but, like, Carly is also, like, she's the third honey. So, yeah. people don't know just wanted to, like, put that out there. Let the people know who they're dealing with right now. Oh my God. Thank you. I really feel like I was there for like the origin mm-hmm. of honey culture. Yeah. And I w- I'm glad that you're recognizing that yeah. because I was definitely like you guys, I was very close with both of you 
individually. And then you guys became friends like separate from me because we had a ton of mutual friends. But I was definitely like very much on the periphery of honey culture and its mm-hmm. inception. Yeah. So wow. Happy this- to be with the honeys. <laughs> <laughs> We're back together. And the honeys, we are planning a trip to the lovely homeland of Italy in 2022 at some point. I'm so excited. I think about it regularly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things got like that got me through, I think. I mean, the the trip will be in uh, over a year, but stay tuned. still, (laughs) Still excited. Looking forward to it. Circle um, back with us in a year when we're like still planning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do <laughs> we'll do an episode in Italy. Yo. I'll, I'll bring my microphone. <laughs> honey's abroad. Oh, we'll be in Positano. I'm just like doing a podcast. Wow. That's a dream. Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, today's topic is pretty fun. I think this is something that everyone listening to can relate to. So we're going to talk about the difference between college life and post-grad life. So the first topic, college versus post-grad is the dating world. So dating life in college versus dating life now. It's very different. I feel like everyone has pretty different experience in general, but also that answer for people that have gone gone from college to post-grad dating life is also really dependent on where you went to school. And Mm. we went to, you know, I have friends who went to like really big universities where it was kind of the dating culture to couple up and most people ended up in serious relationships. But that's kind of how it felt was that was the general vibe. Whereas I feel like Richmond was such a small school and everybody was so close and knew each other and that just wasn't the culture. Obviously some people got into serious relationships, but it was more the norm to be single and to be just experiencing college life and to be maybe like talking to someone or quote unquote exclusive with someone. Um, So the college experience at our university, I think was a lot different than, than some others. So I think going from that to post-grad dating life is probably a bigger jump than going from, you know, a different vibe to post-grad dating life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally so it, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, like at Richmond, I didn't go on like a single actual date, like a dinner date or like going to get drinks with someone. Like literally never did that. Nope. That no, wasn't but that's like, that's the only type of dating that I do now. And it wasn't like, or if, like if we, I ever did, yeah, in college, if I ever did go on like a date, at least when I was still getting to know someone, it was like meeting up to get lunch or coffee <laughs> or like going to the library together. Or I've had, you know, let's watch a movie in our dorm rooms. And those mm, are not yeah. dates. Yeah, that's so true. And it wasn't just like us like being weird and like antisocial. Like that was not the vibe. Like nobody did that. Nobody. And honestly, if I did no. somebody doing that, like I just brought someone on a date, like in downtown Richmond, I would be like, what is wrong with you? Like that's super <laughs> weird. <laughs> I think it's more just, I don't think, especially towards the end of college, I think it would have been nice if that were more of the culture. But had one of my girlfriends 
senior year been like so-and-so just asked me on a date I would have been shocked like mm-hmm. just out of nowhere asked me on a date because that just wasn't yeah. it I feel like but the, I feel like that's a good thing that that's changed yeah <laughs> I feel like in college like the date equivalent was inviting people to their socials if you were in a fraternity or a sorority and so like yeah. if you were talking to a guy or whatever and then he like invited you to his social or his formal and that was like oh my god we're dating or like the next step the equivalent yeah of a real date but even that is so like non-committal like it can Mm -hmm. be anything asking someone is to a social can be anything from you are friends with my best friend's you know girlfriend to Mm -hmm. like I'm actually really interested in you and I feel like that's one of the biggest things between dating in college versus post-grad is like you aren't spending time with anyone post-grad who isn't genuinely interested in you because you had Mm -hmm. to make plans to see each other yeah whereas in college you all just kind of see each other all the time you're seeing the same you know few hundred people every weekend Mm -hmm. so you just naturally are going to bump into the same people yeah. So I think a lot of people made like on both ends. I've been on both sides of the experience where you chat with someone at a party or kiss somebody at a party and think that that means something one way or the other. And it does not mean the same thing to the other person because mm-hmm. you both were just there. 100%. Yeah. Like now it's, you're kind of both on the same page. Cause like you have to be, because you're like, like you said, like you're literally making plans to see each other. It's not like a, Ooh, we're at a party together. We were talking. What does this mean? It's like much more straightforward now, which is great. Yeah. I'd say it's harder to meet people. Like I think you're just kind of surrounded by options in college, Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit more streamlined, the actual dating scene in the real world. But obviously COVID dating is a mess. You know, that was kind of on hold for a lot of people the last year. Mm-hmm. I just want to quickly pivot back to the sorority social invites. And I have an almost perfect track record at Pi Phi socials. I've been to all but one, except when I wasn't invited to one of them. Oh my God, which one? I forget which one, but I'm blaming Bella because usually she would bring me and that time she didn't want to bring me because she was truly talking to somebody else and I was still mad about it it's such a mixed bag of like people you're actually interested in literal random people because you can't think of someone else and then like Mm -hmm. close friends um I guess like we were kind of sort of talking about like COVID dating how has that been in like the DC area like Mm -hmm. I feel like it's probably similar I mean I met you met your boyfriend (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah I mean we met right before COVID so we had kind of a weird experience with it but I think for a lot of my friends who went into COVID without you know having something recently started or in a relationship I mean things kind of pretty much came to a dead halt I had a a good friend who met um, a guy on Hinge I think at some point and they went for like an in-person date like outside when it was acceptable and they're now very seriously dating so that was like one of a few success stories um 
but I think for the most part, a lot of people just literally had, didn't date for a year, even people who kind of normally did. So um, I feel like I got kind of lucky in that sense, but I feel like in my case, because we'd met each other and we were already talking and getting to know each other, but we're actually long distance. So weirdly COVID was really helpful because we just had so much time. Like at the very beginning of COVID, we were just FaceTiming all the time because we were still really getting to know each other. And I just never, I never would have had the time for that, not in COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been in happy hour. I would have been at a work event or whatever. Um, and then eventually when we were able to see each other, like into our relationship to like, I've been able to spend a lot of time with him because I can work remotely. So mm-hmm. I feel like I had a lot of the benefits of COVID from that standpoint, um, which was yeah. very lucky. Well, let's hear the story of how you guys actually met. So we met in Vegas. And I'm all about timelines too. So I need like <laughs> months and years. <laughs> and like this was like end end of February like right before COVID like two or three weeks before COVID I think we I remember when we were in Vegas we were like using hand sanitizer a lot because we just heard about this thing and we we were thinking people travel to from international locations to Vegas but we didn't realize no one realized the severity at that point in the United States so we were both I was at a divorce party in Vegas (laughs) and (laughs) Which, by the way, amazing idea. If anyone's planning on getting divorced, like definitely celebrate it bachelorette style. Um, I think we got way more drinks purchased for us as a group than we ever would have gotten at a bachelorette for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> Did she wear like then, a sash that said like divorced? No, we just kind of like when anyone it's I think it's a really common thing to be like, oh, what are you guys here for? And we'd be like, divorce party. And then everyone's like, oh my God, here's a shot. So, um, but next time, next divorce. Um, And then he was there for a bachelor party. And we met in Vegas. But what happened in Vegas continued outside of Vegas. Vegas. (laughs) Did not stay in Vegas. We kind of like hung out at different points in the weekend and I remember like we were Snapchatting a bunch and the, gr- the group of girls I was with were kind of like, why are you still Snapchatting this guy? I was like, I don't know. We just, we really hit it off. Like, I think I kind of knew that I was interested. Like we did, we don't live near each other. So I don't think at the time I would have said interested, but I just really like enjoyed meeting him. And, um, so we were just Snapchatting and talking all the time. Um, and it was at the time I felt kind of weird about it. Cause it was like, why are you still talking to this guy you met in Vegas? Um, and it was definitely not like, we were not looking to meet people on this trip. We just kind of got to talking and I was like, Oh, you're a nice, normal human being. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a pivot from our initial <laughs> topic. <laughs> Carly told us her entire relationship story and I, <laughs> needed to hear that okay well listen to this segue here so speaking of vegas doing weekends in vegas socializing going on weekend trips how has 
your social life changed since college? So like, what was your typical weekend outing in college? And then what was your typical weekend outing? I guess like pre-COVID, post-grad. And then also now that things are kind of being normal again. Yeah. I feel like it's such a layered question because it's like (laughs) pre, during, and post-COVID were also different too. But I don't know. I honestly feel like when I first moved to Arlington, after college, uh, which was like three months out of school, I was kind of, I mean, outside of the events being so pre-planned, I was keeping a kind of similar going out routine, quote unquote, like doing a ton of happy hours, going out like every night over the weekends, really living it up. Um, and now I feel like I'm kind of at a point where I sometimes only want to do something one night a weekend or one big day during the weekend. But I also say that and that's not what I've been doing the past month because we were so cooped up during COVID that I've been like going out and doing things with friends all the time now that Mm -hmm. I can and now that I'm vaccinated. So I feel like college things are just more pre-planned. It's like everyone does this on Thursdays and you go to this type of parties on Fridays and this on Saturdays. Yeah, and um, maybe a little less social in adult life, like a little more slowed down, um, but not quite as pre-scheduled. Mm-hmm. Mine. What about has you guys? Changed like one eighty. So okay, like in college, exactly what you said. Like it was every single night had like a designated activity, especially especially senior year because senior year was like. Seller Wednesday, which, ugh, I miss Seller Wednesday. Seller Wednesday was where we literally thrived. Yeah, like it was thrived. so fun. So for anyone listening who, Memories didn't, were made. who didn't go to Richmond, um, so there was this like re- kind of restaurant slash, it had a little bar um, on campus called The Cellar. And Mike actually worked there. I did work um, there on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes Saturdays. Sorry. Oh, Okay. So Seller Wednesday was um, every Wednesday, the seniors would go around, I don't know, like a nine or 10. And the great thing was you could use your dining dollars, which is like the meal package that like your parents have paid for to like swipe your card and get drinks. So it was essentially like free drinks. Um, And we would just hang out at the cellar for like two hours or until they kicked us out more yeah and then we would go to like a wine Wednesday at some apartment on campus so that was like Wednesday and then Thursday was always going downtown to some bar or whatever that like a fraternity had rented out then Friday was lodges and then Saturday was house parties and it was just like go like it was literally like three or four nights a week slash weekend of going out and drinking. And I just like, I loved socializing. I loved going out. And now I am the total opposite. I have no desire to go out anymore. Like, can you explain what this, where this change has come from? Like, I just, other than being like a huge, no. (laughs) (laughs) Being lame. It's just like, I have so like I'm, I just, I've become a homebody and I just like really enjoy being at home or having like people over in my apartment. 
Um, and just like, I don't know, like my dream ideal night is like having, maybe going out to dinner and then having people over on my couch and we're just like drinking wine and like going to bed by like 1230. Um, I mean, I do with, like those nights when yeah. we go to the place. Yeah. I don't know. I just always find that when I go out to, and obviously this was like pre-COVID because I haven't been to like a crowded bar in a really long time. I just felt like I was so like aware of my surroundings and, and obviously like the solution to that is like, okay, get really drunk. But I just kind of feel like I had those years in college and I just kind of got it out of my system. I think also like in college, I, a huge part of me wanting to go out so much was like, I knew I would have FOMO if I didn't go out because it's like, okay, everyone at college, like everyone that we know is going to be at this party or this party, like everyone's going out where I don't feel that as much now. Cause I'm like, there's never like, there's usually a few people in our group that like aren't going and it's not like everyone is going out every single night. So I don't really get that same FOMO. And then when I go to whatever place we go to, it's like, I don't know anyone there except for my group. Um, so I don't know. I'm just, I just changed and I'm just like an old lady now but I'm okay with it. I do think that that's one thing that's nice about post-grad life versus college life is the absence of FOMO or like put differently, you just get to spend your time how you want to spend your time. Like there aren't these notions about like, this is what we do on Wednesdays. It's Mm -hmm. you can hang out with your friends every night of the week, or you can sit on your couch. And I just feel like there's a little bit more freedom with how you spend your free time and enjoy your experience with your friends yeah and that might mean you keep kind of a similar routine or that might mean that it adjusts based on how you all are feeling like I think my friends and I kind of go in waves where we're together all the time and then I'm in busy season for work or someone else Mm -hmm. is in busy season for work and I just don't see them as much for a month or two and that's okay I'm not missing anything I'll see them in a month yeah. Well, also a, a part of it, for, like a pretty big part of it for me is that we always go out in New York City. Like if we were having nights out in Hoboken, then I would definitely be more like willing to go out and I would probably go out more regularly. But there's like the the added aspect of having to like trek in and out of the city. And I'm definitely not going to do like a late subway because that's sketchy. Um, and I also like, I have to be sleeping in my own bed at night. Like I can't crash on someone's couch. I just, I just can't, I can't do it. Um, so having like that added aspect of like, okay, got to Uber into the city and then Uber back definitely adds on to it. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say is that like, yeah. it's a lot easier for me to like go out and like do stuff like, you know, Friday and Saturday consistently because I live in the East Village. Like it's Mm -hmm. always, you know, like there's a bar around every corner. And also we have a backyard at my apartment. So a lot of people come to like my place after the post game. And it's just super easy because I can just go right to bed. Like I'm like you, I don't, I mean, I will sleep on somebody's couch, but Mm -hmm. I don't obviously don't prefer it. So it's a lot easier to like entertain and host and like drink and stuff when my bed is a step away. Oh yeah. Like if I lived on, if I lived like around the corner from you or even just like in the same general area, then I would definitely be like more social and willing to just like drop in. 
because then I could just be like a quick little walk or like a quick Uber ride back home. Yeah. Versus trekking over or under the Hudson. I mean, each has its own pros and cons. Like there are times that I didn't wish I kind of lived in the thick of it so I could focus on like not spending hundreds of dollars and (laughs) not drinking 6,000 calories. But um, yeah, see, that's a nice aspect for me is like, since I know that everyone is always going out, I can like always opt in. But then it's also easy for me to be like, hey guys, I'm going to stay in Hoboken this weekend. And it's like, no one and we won't even it. bat an eye. You no, <laughs> won't even care because I'm never there. I I feel like it's kind of similar. It's it's different, but it's like a little bit similar between downtown actual DC and then Arlington because it's a big thing when you have a bunch of friends from school who move to DC area. You have people that live in Arlington, and then you have people that live in DC, and it's not as far. I can get to DC a lot quicker and cheaper than you can get into Manhattan but at the same time I'm way less I'm way more likely to hang out with my friends in Arlington spur of the moment than I am to hang out with my friends in DC I have to make a plan to see friends in DC whereas there are tons of times where my friends that live in Arlington are like oh my god today sucks can we get happy hour in 10 minutes and we just meet in the middle yeah. and we're like a 20 minute walk away from each other. So location is definitely a factor that makes it easy to ha- go out for an hour even, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. Yeah. Location, location, location. I feel like after I graduated, I kept up the routine of like, I would definitely grab a, a weekday drink, like after work with, with coworkers. Mm. And then I would definitely go out Friday and Saturday. Um, Mm -hmm. That was like without fail before COVID. I was also like 22, 23 still. So, and then obviously COVID strikes early, early 2020. And then, you know, body gets used to not going out every night. And then now I would say that things are opening back up. I'm content with, I'm more like, okay, Friday night, like, like let's drink home, like dinner and drink home. And then Saturday, let's go to a place like Mm -hmm. for a day drink or something, as opposed to two places, Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've always, I've always like preferred drinking during the day, but it wasn't as easy to keep that schedule in college. Mm -hmm. And now that's my preferred, I think would be like hanging on the couch with like my roommate or other friends on Friday night, maybe going to dinner or something and then drinking during the day on Saturday. And then you have Saturday night to recover. So then mm-hmm. you can have a productive day on Sunday. That's mm-hmm. like the ideal. Yeah. Well, that's also like a big part of it for me is I think in college I could go out more regularly because I would stay up so late every single night that like staying up late on the weekend didn't make a difference to me because I was like already going to bed at like two or three every night, whether I was like in the library or like procrastinating watching TV. So then I could like stay out on the weekends where now I feel like I'm in bed by, hmm, I'm probably like asleep by 11 like, like in bed, yeah like in bed like 10 30 like asleep by 11 so like going out if it's if it's like a late night like I'm already dead by like one 
And that's, I feel like when the night would start. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, like I'm ready for bed. Um, so yeah, like having a regimented sleep cycle is new for me. And it kind of inhibits my late night social life. My sleep schedule, well, my bedtime has always stayed the same. Like mm-hmm. college, well, sorry, not obviously on Friday or Saturday, but yeah. like weeknight, always midnight. Even if I had a huge exam the next day, I would just like call it at midnight. I'm not, I don't pull all nighters. Oh, wow. I don't do that. Yeah. Good for you. Um, but I was waking up later in college because my classes were later. Um, same though now, I go to bed at midnight and then I wake up for the gym. My alarm goes off at like seven. And then I snooze it a little bit and I go at eight, but it's still always a hard, a hard midnight bedtime. Weeknight. I've always been a night owl and that has not changed Mm -hmm. I wish it had I just am not a morning person I think if I could wish for any anything to change like just about my I don't know temperaments it would be the ability to be a morning person because same hasn't happened yet I was I was thinking maybe that would come with transitioning into the real world and it did not so Mm -hmm. I just sleep less because I can't fall asleep (laughs) night and have to wake up early for work the next day yeah yeah I agree I've always been a night owl but I'm gonna have to become a morning person because I can't be late to school and apparently I have to get there by like Amy said that I should get there at like seven whoa I'm gonna get up early yeah so I'm gonna like they get up really early I'm gonna have to because I have like a month um where I'm um like leaving my current job and then a month before like my training starts so I feel like I'm just gonna have to slowly start adjusting my schedule and waking up like 30 minutes earlier each day because currently I wake up at like maybe 8 30 wow times nine just do like like do like a week of 8 30 and then do like the next week 8 15 and then like yeah. eight, and then like slowly do it yeah because I'm gonna have to get up probably like six the latest which is doable like the thing that I've discovered with like waking up early is it's it's just like when you travel to a different time zone like when we go to Italy like we're just gonna have to like adjust our bodies to a different time zone so it's like the same thing like once you get your body adjusted to 6 a.m it's like fine it's just actually getting it adjusted to that I just went to California and I felt like I was on top of the world because they're three hours behind. So I would be tired at 10 PM and I would wake Mm -hmm. up at 7 AM every morning, like bright eyed and ready to go. And it just, it felt great. I imagine that's what it feels like to be a morning person because it was actually 10 AM on my own clock. That was legit me in Costa Rica too. I would wake up like so early and be in bed by like 10, 10 30. And I was like, yeah. Feels just, great. I just, yeah, I feel like you, you feel like you've gotten so much more done when you look at the clock and it's like 11 a.m. and you've been like working and doing productive stuff for hours. Yeah. But I am like innately more productive in the evening. Same. Is does innately have to... two ends? What? Does innately have two ends or one? In. 
I and and double like I would think it would be double. I think it's one. But that maybe sound that sounds wrong. No, it's two. It's double. Oh yeah, no. I would love to be more productive by waking up earlier, but like, why not just stay up until three a.m. watching TikToks? (laughs) Exactly. Productivity or TikTok? Yeah. Why should we have to choose? I mean, I feel like I do learn productive things on TikTok sometimes. I I do. Yeah, I have. The amount of times I'll be like, did you guys know? And then I'll say something and then they're like, where'd you hear that? And I was like, so I heard it on TikTok. I've been having my roommates crack my back from this like TikTok. Oh. And it just feels so good. Wow. I feel like it's a great way to keep up with pop culture. And like, I have like Anna and I have really similar interests. And so, and you know how apparently your TikTok feed like matches up with the people you're near geographically. Mm. So I'll be like, oh my God, did you see that one? And I know she's already seen it because we like have overlapping mm-hmm. interests and also live so close to each other. So it's like, I don't know, makes our conversations more interesting. The most useful piece of information I've learned from TikTok is that when you look at the weather forecast and it'll say something like 30% chance of rain. I've seen that one. You've seen that one? It doesn't mean yes. that there's a 30% chance of rain. It means in your area, it will rain, but only for like only 30% of the area will get rained on. I on learned Apple that from weather? TikTok as well. Like just on any like weather forecast. No, that's not true. It's true. What? I didn't fact check it. <laughs> no, but, if like, you see a 30% like freaking rain emoji, it means there's a 30% chance that it will rain. No, it doesn't. It means that in that area, so like 30% I'm in of Hud- the I'm geographic in, area, like I'm in Hudson County, it will rain, but it will only rain in 30% of the area. <laughs> okay. Like the weatherman. So theoretically, this is, it says the exact same thing. There's a 30% chance that you being in this area will get rained on. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that no one's ever interpreted that way. Like everyone thinks like it's either going to rain or it's not, or it's like a, there's a 30% chance that it will at all rain. If this is true, I'm going to be sick. Well, no, you're right. It's like technically means the same thing, but like no one's, at least I never interpreted it that way. I always thought like if there's a cloud over Hudson County, it's either like yes, raining or not raining. And 30% means like there's a 30% likelihood that it will rain at all over the entire area. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I feel similarly to when I found out that 51 was divisible by 17. I just like couldn't breathe when I figured (laughs) that, like when I saw that. I don't think about numbers that hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, Okay. Well, I'm loving this weather chat, um, but (laughs) I mean, I brought it up. (laughs) Moving on. What is the thing that you miss the most about college? I think for me, it's just the ability to be with friends all the time. Mm. by the end of college you know so many people on campus that wherever you go you're gonna run into people so I mean I remember literally in college 
after class, if I didn't have anything to do, like walking into the common space in the library or like going into the dining hall and just looking for people to chat with because that's kind of those are spaces that other people go to hang out and chat and um now you actually have to like make an attempt to see your friends and talk to your friends and keep up with them you can just like hang out with like 10 of your friends at any given moment just on the spot Mm -hmm. yeah my my friend group we used to always get um dinner together in d hall and like we would all like every night have like a family dinner and just eat until like d hall closed it was so cute um but until it closed that's late <laughs> yeah well we would get there at, like i mean close to like 8 30 i think we would get we would get there like 7 7 30 we would like literally sit there and procrastinate oh, okay. and then be like oh okay i guess we should go to the library because they'd be like kicking us out um but no, I was going to say that my, before I went to college, I would always ask my mom, I'd be like, what, what was your favorite thing about college? Cause I was like, so eager to go. And she would always say like, just hanging out in the dorms with my friends, like just chilling, walking across the hall to your friend's room. And I'm like, yes, like I miss that so much. Just like living on the same floor, chilling in someone's room, maybe like doing a little cute, sexy pregame. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean, my sister is a senior in high school right now and she's graduating in a few weeks uh, and she's going to college in August. We're moving her in. Um, and she's like, Mike, like, what do I expect? And I'm just like, it's like one big sleepover with your best friends. And like, it's so fun. Um, yeah, really excited. I'm scared, but she's excited. Oh, she's going to kill it yeah Liv was like made for college like she's already a college I cannot believe it's I can't believe she's going to college so crazy August 13th is moving day coastal Carolina University shots up (laughs) yeah that makes me feel kind of old that Liv's going to college I know mainly also because Liv like physically is so small like she looks (laughs) like she's 10 so I'm like this is really (laughs) confusing but um another thing that I miss that I think we all miss is acapella oh my god (laughs) I watched I watched the trilogy of pitch perfect a couple weeks ago and I was like emo I was like oh pitch perfect was like (laughs) low-key so accurate other than like the groups actually sounding good (laughs) because no totally (laughs) well pitch perfect was 100 percent it was set up like Richmond's acapella groups. Like there were four, yeah. one all guys, one all girls, and two co-ed groups. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that, like, that's kind of how I explain it to people a little bit. Just did, like the social element of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously we did not sound like Anna Kendrick <laughs> playing the cup song, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just the kind of sub culture on campus with the acapella groups was just like funny and also yeah. really fun and we were all so involved fun. in those groups and would hang out and I think it's ex- extracurriculars in general too like mm-hmm. there are no extracurricular well I guess those are called hobbies in the right. real world but like <laughs> who has those yeah I hobbies. do miss that I miss clubs mm-hmm. yeah I feel like being in an acapella group like it was so college 
Like yeah. it felt like it was ugh, like collegiate acapella, like very cliche, but I loved it. It was, it was very sexy. Yeah. And the acapella And I think it's always just nice too. to have like a good group of friends that's like totally removed from your other groups of friends. Yeah. And like I we agree. all hung out in that circle, but also in our other social lives. But we had a lot of friends who were older or younger than us who had nothing to do with our social lives on a day-to-day basis outside of our acapella groups. Mm-hmm. And that's always nice to just have like a different people to go to when you want to talk about something or need advice or whatever. Yeah, because when I was a freshman, that's who would buy me alcohol, like the seniors in courts. <laughs> That too. That was very, very helpful. Yes. For those who don't know, Carly and I were in the one of the co-ed groups on campus and Synth was in the sexy all girls group. Corduroy and sirens. Yeah. We had a rivalry. I feel like we didn't. No, we did. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like while we were there. I think it was like from years before. But like, mm-hmm. like, because the seniors in sirens like definitely there was beef but then like I feel like everyone had beef with everyone except for off the cuff (laughs) (laughs) off the cuff was no they were not problematic at all yeah I think there was like an underlying like current of competitiveness but not actually or like maybe it's just that we didn't care like the three of us personally you know right yeah I feel like, like I never took my, I would never take myself so seriously as to actually have exactly. a problem yeah. with another acapella group, Jesus. But, but like the acapella romances though, those were fun. I mean, yeah. those were like, or not. Cause like the, I feel like you guys had acapella romances within your group, right? Wait, Carly did? No, not, not you, no. like Corduroy. Oh, yeah. No, they did. I think there was like a lot of inner group fraternization. Hmm. Sexy. Or like between the different groups, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the note of our acapella group lives, I feel like we were all very involved in each other's romantic entanglements during college like acapella or outside of acapella because of all of our mutual friend groups including acapella and I just think that that's a fun fact no I agree I feel like I would update you guys mostly about what was going on because I feel like you guys knew the players like we all knew the players you know what I mean right that is it Mm -hmm. and you could get the the inside scoop from others Mm-hmm. who were related to the situation you know totes see it was very pitch perfect-esque you know acapella romantic entanglements i saw your toner for jesse a musical <laughs> boner Ew. i can see it through your pants <laughs> i hate that i love that i'm sick right now i haven't watched pitch perfect in a long time it's so, so basically good. you're gonna watch it tonight right now yeah gotta watch it all right so our final question kind of a big one how have you changed since college like overall the biggest thing that's changed about you or has nothing changed <laughs> I mean 
so much for me has changed, but also mm-hmm. so little has changed. Like, I feel like I'm the same. I feel like I'm just like a little bit, um, I'm a bit more self-aware, I think, mm-hmm. than I was in college. Like I would kind of do and say things that I wouldn't necessarily think other, like I wouldn't think about how other people would react. And now I think I'm a bit more understanding of people's emotions and what people are actually feeling. Whereas in college, I just be like, I don't get why they're sad. Or like, I feel like I'm becoming a bit more emotionally aware and self-aware, I think to a short one. Yeah. I like that. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing to, to gain. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know that I have changed. I I mean, a lot of things in my life have changed, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm pretty much the same. I mean, I think there are a lot of misconceptions that you go into adult life or post-grad life, however you want to put it. Um, You know, you think everyone has things so figured out and then you kind of get into your job or whatever the next stage of your life is. And I think everyone realizes in different ways that no one really knows what they're doing and we're all just figuring it out. So I think I'm a lot more comfortable, you know, with my job and doing adult things but um and my day-to-day looks totally different but I don't know I don't feel like I've changed that much I also feel like time passes really weirdly in post-grad life like I kind of feel like I just graduated yesterday so I'm like how could I have changed that was not that long ago but then it, it it's been three years so mm-hmm. um I feel like I care more about my future and like also what I'm doing currently like not just in the aspects of like job related but I don't know in college it was it was very much like I only thought about short-term stuff and just like okay getting through this class or like going to that party or an acapella concert coming up but like, I didn't really think like long-term, like, oh, what do I want to do? Like, what's going to make me happy? And I feel like now, again, on the theme of quarter life crisis, just like, I'm thinking more like long-term. You have more force. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like care, I care more about what I'm doing. Because in college, I didn't. I was like, oh, I'm taking these classes. I don't really enjoy them I'm not really interested in them but like whatever I'm just doing it to do it where now I'm like I feel like I can't do that I have to like be happy with what I'm doing yeah and I think you also just in post-grad life are given so much more freedom than you have leading up to you know going through years of college where you are in high school for four years and you're in college for four years now you can do what you want with your career and with your time. And um, I think that that opens up a lot of possibilities for just doing what makes you happy and figuring out what that is. And not, there isn't, not that you're really like prescribed to do a certain thing in college, but I think that you don't have to be so, like, I'm not as worried about what I'm posting on Instagram after pig growth, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I was in college, like, I don't care. I'm just going to do what makes me happy and be around the people that make me happy. And I think that there's something really nice about that shift. Yeah. Or even like with little things, like keeping my room 
clean. Like I used to, my room in college used to be like a literal pigsty. This is a public apology to Kayla Trong. Like she was my roommate and it was just cruel what I did to her. You did have a messy room. I remember that. Like so, so, so messy and terrible. Um, (laughs) But like, I didn't enjoy having a messy room, but I just like never felt like taking the time to clean it where now I'm like, okay, I don't like, especially now that I'm in my room all day long. I'm like, I can't work if, if my bed isn't made and like everything's messy. So I'm like, why don't I actually take five minutes to do it and like put things away? And it's like something as little as that I now do when I did not do that in college. You guys, we're growing up. We're truly, we're maturing. (laughs) Gross. Yeah, it's a weird time. Mm. But I I miss college. (laughs) Yeah, I miss you guys. I know. I miss hanging out with my friends. I miss sitting on my couch in college and like drinking like a gross double bottle. Yeah, we would only get the double bottles for our wine nights. You guys, honey's wine nights. Wow. That was. And then just like gossip about the same thing for like (laughs) two hours. Like we talk about, I'm pretty sure the same things like Mm -hmm. every time we would gather it was great wow also I loved I didn't even say this I didn't even think of this until now but like we all lived in kind of close proximity to each other senior year so it was like really easy to like stumble over (laughs) stumble but you know literally stumble over stumble on over to your back door you know like I remember literally that I had this, this snapchat come up in my um timeline the other day of like Cynthia with like Jimmy John's with and the Jimmy just, John's that picture would be like hey I just got back so from yeah like I just got back from being out and like we were at different places and then it'd be like okay well come over because you were 20 feet away so I'd just like walk over and we'd all hang out and meet Jimmy John's together like that was so fun yeah or we would do our wine nights like after because we would usually have our acapella rehearsals around the same time and then we would like finish up and then Carly would drive us back yeah. to the cafe and then we would have our double bottles. Oh, wow. That was, that was great. It was a great time. We got to get together now that things are clearing back up. I need to make a New York trip. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. We have to see each other at some point before Italy. <laughs> yeah, we have a year to do it. we'll do in-person planning all right so it's time for sexy or not sexy so our first one is the guy that you've been talking to for a few weeks takes his best girlfriend to a fraternity social not you sexy or not sexy okay well first of all since this literally happened to us like (laughs) you were the best friend I was and I was the girl. Yeah, so how um, did you feel? Were you like, is this sexy? Were you like, this is great? Or were you like, what the heck? No, I definitely didn't think it was sexy. So, I mean, I'd say not sexy, but, like, I think it speaks to, like, the way that you value, just in general, maybe, like, not this particular situation, but in general, like, oh, good, like, you value your friendships. You made a commitment to a friend. You were doing this mm-hmm. together. Like, you're, you're not mad about it, but... I, not sexy Mm -hmm. yeah it's probably not sexy. what do you think 
but like this is definitely I think it's better than if like this truly is just like one of their best girlfriends and not like ooh maybe there's something there but it's like truly just a platonic relationship this is obviously better than them taking like another like random girl but still like not sexy unless maybe you started talking like a week or two before and maybe they had already asked the the friend because sometimes it's like you would do like a sort of return policy so if they took you to their social then you have to take them to your social like that type of thing but overall probably not sexy outsider looking in not sexy Mm. I feel like okay. the goal in college was just like go to as many social functions as possible. So it's always going to be not sexy, but mm-hmm. you don't have to be mad about it. Yeah. Okay. That brings us to our next sexy or not sexy. You have that one friend that is always trying to get you to go out. Like college or postgrad or just in general? Like literally in general. Well, I guess, I guess we'll do college question and then post-grad question because college I I would definitely say sexy right away yeah I was that person in college that was dragging everyone out but then now I have one friend that would like always try and drag me out post-grad so I've been on both sides I don't know well now (laughs) post-grad is it sexy or not sexy in post-grad um not sexy i think you can sometimes go i honestly overarchingly i would say it's just overall sexy because they just want you to have a good time and the the sentiment behind it is nice yeah exactly but sometimes when you're like oh like i legit can't go out mm-hmm. it's not sexy yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna say it's always sexy the person just has to know how to take no for an answer and know when to push further because I think we've all been that for people at times and you can kind of tell when someone's ready to be persuaded mm-hmm. and when someone genuinely wants you to like leave them alone. So sexy, but you gotta yeah. know the limit. Like sexy sentiment. Sexy sentiment. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, it's freshman year and someone in your microeconomics class asks you out on a dinner date. Sexy or not sexy? Not sexy. I feel like I would have died probably in like a good way. Like, I think I would have thought this was sexy. I think it could go either way. It's just like so many things in the dating world. Like if you like them, it's romantic. And if you don't, it's creepy. So yeah, mm, that's it really just bad. depends. Like it could be such a grand gesture or it could be like, oh my God, that was so weird I'm just thinking of like 18 year old boy crazy synth if there was like a cute guy in my class and he asked me on a dinner date I would have obviously been like so nervous and terrified but I feel like I would have thought it was sexy yeah We're all right so am I I'm uh outnumbered here is yeah. it too sexy one not sexy or Carly you're a sexy. I'm like a tie, but I'll I'll go sexy. Mm-hmm. 
fine. Okay. <laughs> I was in a very long-term relationship freshman year, so mm. maybe not sexy in that case. Yeah. <laughs> just generally speaking, ask girls on dates. It's nice. Ask people on dates. Yeah. Sexy or not sexy? Hooking up with slash dating someone in your own acapella group. Mm. Honey, not sexy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, not sexy. Yeah, it's like don't mix business and pleasure. Don't do it. It's like it's worse than dating someone you work with. Way worse. Yeah, because there's like that like social aspect. It's social it's and well. it's like ugh. <laughs> I can't it's even. like an, it's an obligation that you were going to have just like work, but there's a social element of it where like you can't avoid your feelings like if something goes wrong so and like not they could like sabotage if it goes poorly like they could sabotage like audition like solo auditions totally you could never get a solo exactly you're screwed screwed for the solo <laughs> screwed for the solo when mike and i had our inner acapella group relationship things got really tumultuous yeah i was gonna say like, how did you guys <laughs> i tarnished carly at every auditions <laughs> and she still walked away with two solos he was like i can't believe you didn't get that solo meanwhile <laughs> in the him. deliberation he's like i will leave this group if carly gets it <laughs> like, did you guys it have, was flat as hell did you guys have like deliberations on solos or was it just like voting or both deliberations both. and then voting yeah okay both. did yours get heated because i feel like ours sometimes really did I, Depends on the solo. Yeah. Yeah. The only times I would get heated if it was like between like Lexi or Vic, and I knew that like it was gonna sound good either way. It was just <laughs> the way I really wanted it to sound. Yeah. I felt like it always got heated when someone was like personally invested for some reason. Like there was like a senior who was actually really bad but had never had a solo, and you have like half the group that's like, no, this sounds terrible. And the other half that's like, we have to give them a solo. Okay. And our final one, sexy or not sexy, buying a house at 25. Sexy! Carly. Oh my God, guys. I hope it's sexy. It's so sexy. I I wish I was you. We're rooting for you in this house hunt. I'm going to visit your house. I'm going to be like, that's it. I need a house. I already know. Yeah, come visit my sexy house when I have a house. Or you'll you'll see it and you'll be like, never mind. <laughs> I want to egg like, your you house. put money on this? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today, Carly. Thank you for having me. Yay. And thank you for everyone listening. And we will see you all in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Bye, Thanks. Carly. Bye, guys. <laughs>